Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Toys by Chance, where we come and talk all things entertainment, including movies, which are very few and far between now, and we'll get to the light <laughs> in, a, in a bit because some things have moved. But yeah, we are back. This theme of this week is unnecessary sequels, and this is fitting because this will be our this basically be our Fourth of July episode. Yeah. Uh, so we have. Uh, we got to talk about Jaws: The Revenge, which is gonna be, it's gonna be interesting, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> uh, we oh to, man! And we got to, we got to. But for right now, we have, uh, we have other things to talk about. First of which is our weekly trailer segment, trailer talk. First thing we're gonna talk about is for you know what? Well, let's have with our boy Jerry Butler in <laughs> Greenland. <laughs> Uh, Greenland, like you said, latest film starring Gerard Butler. Who's doing this one? Let's see. It, 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 it didn't say like Man, Adam on the trailer, did it? No? I don't even know. Yeah, so see, uh, cast includes uh, Jerry Butler, Miranda Bacharin, King Batch. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> oh, he's a, oh he's a YouTuber. Oh no, he's a, he's a Viner. I'm sorry, <laughs> not a YouTuber. Oh boy. <laughs> How'd they get him? This uh, is not this. This does not bode well for the movie. This uh, sign discover a comet will hit Earth in a few days, because of course they will. Of course, of course it will. It will likely cause the extinction of humanity. The only hope for survival is to take shelter in a group of bunkers in Greenland. So, deep impact, basically. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russell, what do you think of of uh, deep impact starring Gerard Butler? I mean, I like Jerry B though. <laughs> I have a soft spot for him. I can't, I can't help it. His action movies are like. Like some, the the um, Olympus has fallen trilogy. I like. I don't I, mind. I like the first one. I don't like the second one. I, I've yet to see the the one with Nick Nolte. The, the second one's bad. London. Yes, yeah, but so I London like, is bad. I, li- I like the, the. It is bad, but I like the uh, the third one. Uh, the I, third I, one's actually not too too bad. I still have yet to see that one, but yeah. What are we thinking about him not, fighting a meteor? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess. How many I mean, other Geostorm. things? Storm. After this, how many other things can he beat up? Like, he's already beat up. I mean, real. He's yeah. beat up the. He beat up the weather. He's beating up space. He beat. Yeah. He beat up Korea, and London. He's fan of the opera. He's fan I mean, of the guy, opera. Guy, guy's he, a, he beat up. Emmy yeah. Ro- he beat up Emmy Rossum in the profession of singing. Yeah, I mean, like, guy guy does it all. I guess apparently, I don't I guess know. So. This movie just. I, I don't know. It doesn't look great, but no. I'll go see it just because curiosity. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's set for a. Let me just double check this. Uh, August fourteenth, twenty twenty release scheduled to come out in theaters. We'll see if that lasts. Uh, <laughs> next show we're talking about is for it's an unexpected movie. Uh, it's called Ava. So Ava is a action spy thriller starring Jessica Chastain. John Malkovich, Common, and Colin Farrell, which if you if you line those four actors up and said, okay, point to the Oscar winner. <laughs> it's a bit weird to yeah. point to Common. Yeah. It's yeah, it's actually really weird. Uh stars uh stars what's your face? Jessica Chastain is a lady as a lady assassin. And that's basically it. Hmm. And she's trying to play against her creators. Where have we, where have we seen this before? Uh, where, where do we start? Uh, yeah. Anna, uh, Anna, Red Sparrow, um, Red Sparrow. That other movie, like I said, Anna. Because what is it with like chicks with like one like just address with one name, or like it's like everything's like pretty much the same type, same type of film. Lucy, 
Lucy. Here, I, 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 mean, I, guess, I guess this is part five in this trilogy. Dude, we totally we could do that as a as a poll. And you, <laughs> which which, which, which yeah. one world lady badass movie are we gonna review? <laughs> What, by just by yeah, Madonna will come out with just Madonna, Madonna, Prince, she's Prince, the assassin. You know, oh, I, I, I totally yeah. pay to see Prince be in a movie where he's like Hell a yeah. mini assassin. Uh, it's directed by Tate Taylor, director of The Help and Get On Up, and also Girl on the Train, and also Ma, which is the, the I, he's trying to branch out from what he usually does, which I I admire that. But what, yeah. what do you think of the trailer for uh, what's it called, Ava? Um, yeah, sure. Um, like sure. I said, like kind of how you said, we've seen it before. Like, there's just so many movies; they all run together. It's all the same. I love Jessica Chastain, though. I think she's a great actress. Um, you know, be interesting to see with like you know Common, uh, Colin Farrell, and Malkovich, like how how that all you know transpires. But yeah, I mean, it looks okay. I mean, it doesn't look awful. I think it looks better than Greenland. Yeah, that's not a high bar. But yeah. No, it's not not setting a lot though. Yes. Yeah, set for a September twenty fifth, twenty twenty release date. Uh, next thing we're talking about. Not, I mean, it is a movie, but it's not really a film. It's for Hamilton on Disney Plus. Uh, it's coming out uh, as a publisher this this Friday, uh, and it will be. It is the filmed version of the stage show of Hamilton with the original Broadway cast, including Liminal Miranda, um, Leslie Odom Jr., David Diggs, the guy from In the Heights. And what's it called? Stars Born, whose name I can't remember. And I'm sure others. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's the film performance. And uh, Russell, I'm not sure how familiar were you with the uh, the Hamilton. You know what? Honestly, I am actually not too too familiar. Um, just because I just I never listened to it. I know my stepdaughters are big into it. Um, I just I don't know. Just one of those things where I was gonna get around to listening to it. I, I may have heard of you know some song. But not too too familiar with it though. So seeing this, does this get you intrigued so to check definitely out? Definitely, definitely a hole in my. Does this get you intrigued to check out yeah. the uh, the show when it comes out? Yeah, I mean that was always the big thing. Like you know, it was like this this, this big hype over this you know Broadway play, this spectacle, and um, you know it's it's like one in a million to try to get tickets to actually go to you know go see it especially now you you know obviously with you know covid and everything but um yeah i mean I, i'm curious enough to see it i'm gonna watch it just because of the fact that like i just know that it has such a huge following um and yeah i i mean i'm curious enough to to see it for myself because like i literally don't know anything about it so i'm kind of going into it blind i kind of like that so we'll see what happens yeah, uh, I yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I I love Hamilton. I've heard, I've listened to it more times than I can count. I think it's a great Broadway show. Well, I mean, the, I think the music is great. I haven't seen the show. Actually, I have seen, seen the show just yeah. on, a, on a bootleg copy. But I'm excited to see it shot with professional cameras. So I'm gonna keep watching the bootleg copy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, like we said, coming out July 3rd on Disney Plus, because uh, In the Heights got pushed back. So we're getting another Lino Miranda musical this summer. Uh, and last trailer we're talking about is for The King's Men. Still not big on that title, but I think this trailer is pretty sweet. This is another trailer, or uh, the third Kingsman film. This one being a prequel, detailing the origin of the Kingsman. I'm starting to get a look more look at the villains in this movie, particularly one in the shadows, who I think is Matthew Good from uh, The Watchmen. I think so. Yeah. Because you know, because uh, look, you're looking at the cast. I think that 
we've the only ones we haven't seen are Aaron Taylor Johnson or Matthew Good. And I don't think it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. But either way, uh, still get more different shots of the movie. That's just more different. Wow. Uh, so, uh, more shots of the film than what we've seen before. But, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for The King's Man? I'd probably say out of, yeah, out of the ones that we saw, this is probably, like, the better of, of them. Just because, like, the Hamilton really doesn't count because it was more like a hype video, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, this one looks good. I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to, you know, tailor this story to kind of fit in with the first Kingsman movie. So I wonder if that kind of sets things up, or this takes place way, way before, I oh, think. Oh, way, way before, way before. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with it, because, you know, the first Kingsman is such a great film. Oh, first Kingsman. second great. one really sucks. second one's awful. Yeah, <sighs> the second one's really bad, but I think that this looks different enough to the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for Kingsman again. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, yeah, so Kings, the Kingsman is set for a September 28th, I'm sorry, 18th uh, 2020 release. Uh, now moving on to that's all for our trailer talk. Now moving on to notorious news. Uh, to start out with our you know bad titans because what we do here, uh, we had two high-profile uh, celebrities pass away. First of which is uh, I almost said Sir Joel Schumacher, uh, Sir Ian Holm, uh, actor from Lord of the Rings, uh, Alien, but ton, tons and tons of stuff. He's used. He, he was prolific for most of his entire career. I think most people recognize him as Bill from The Hobbit, but yeah, he uh, Fifth Element, Ratatouille, so many, so many things. Uh, I think he was. A, what? I, was say, I think he was in From Hell too with Johnny Depp. He was in From Hell with Johnny Depp. That's correct. Yeah. See, here's got a got a random one out there for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Chariots of Fire, which is an excellent film about uh, cross country. If you haven't seen that one, you should check it out. It's actually quite good. Uh, so, yeah, he was uh, 88 years old. I had no idea Ian Holm was that old. Those, br- like, because he's British, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, those those Brits, man, they, I mean, for the majority of it, they really, like, age, like, pretty well. You know what I mean? They really do. You don't really read too often. Like, these older actors, you know what I mean? They're always, like, in their late 80s, early 90s or whatever. Must be something in the water or something there. I don't know. But yeah, great actor, very versatile. Like, I mean, if you look oh, through his absolutely. filmography, like everything, it's crazy. Yeah, because he can. He, he, yeah, he, he can do just about anything you ask him to, and he was always he was always great. You ever watch a movie and think Ian Holm is the weak link? Like he's he's fantastic, and yeah, rest in yeah. peace, sir. He had an illustrious career, and we will miss you. Someone will also bizarrely miss just because. Okay, I wasn't not a big fan of this guy, but I do think he was a well-meaning. <laughs> <laughs> director, and that is Joe Schumacher, who also passed away. He, w- I had no idea he was eighty years old. Neither did I, because like you think, like the name's been around forever, but you just assume, like, oh, he's in his fifties or sixties. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really think he's that old. You know what I mean? He just, he's just there, you know. But uh, yeah, I can couldn't believe he was eighty. Really shocking. Yeah. Uh, no, look, people will often pick on Joe Schumacher for good reason. Because he's directed some, he's directed some not very good things. Speaking of Phantom of the Opera, see how that, that segue. Yeah, there? speaking of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> However, oh, I will man. say he did this. He did some really good movies throughout his career. Like car, he wrote the script for Car Wash, which is an excellent comedy starring Richard Pryor. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, see what else? Uh, Lost Boys, which I love, one of my favorite vampire movies. Flatliner, which is really good. 
uh, Sand Animals Fire, which I like a lot. The Client, which is Fun. great. Phone Booth is super unrated. Phone Booth was pretty fun. A Time to Kill. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, despite the fact that he's most recognized for his Batman movies, understandably so, Oof. because it's, it's fucking Batman. <laughs> uh, just because he's most recognized for that, does that does not mean that's all his career was. Oh, boy. <laughs> not, rightfully, not rightfully so, he's picked up for those movies. But either way, uh, Jill, you were a talent. I, I will say you were a talented individual. And you and you were someone. Something I really remember about Jeff Schumacher is the fact that he was someone who he kind of owned up to when he made a mistake. Like you ever seen the, like the, the special features for Batman and Robin? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, because I remember watching this. I, I was I was like, yeah. I want to see how this cast bullshit story through these interviews. Really, none of them do. And Joel Schumacher yeah. was just like, okay, you know what? I was the director. I tried. I am really. If I offended anybody, I'm really sorry because this wasn't my intention. Yeah. That's um, funny though. It is funny. Uh, but yeah. Uh, either way, uh, rest in peace, sir. You you, in a weird way, you will be missed because it's <laughs> cause your movies will live on. He's such a divisive director, yeah, man. He really is. Super divisive, man. Uh, but moving on to our regular news. Uh, let's see what to talk about first. Uh, ooh, actually, here is a good one. Uh, since one we kind of missed last week, actually. Uh, the Oscar eligibility requirements have actually changed for next for next year. Uh, rather than this, December is usually around February or March, but this time it's going to be they pushed it back like, two full months. It's going to be in April now, and the uh-huh. deadline for eligibility is going to be February 2021. So I'm curious how it's going to affect like later ceremonies because do you keep the eligibility dates? Would movies movies get to select which ceremony they go to like it's like say you had like a january movie that was like really good but you want to submit it for the next oscars like do you get to pick your date or like in february yeah like if, if you think about it if, this, if these rules applied in 2017 get out would have been eligible for the previous year's oscars yeah so i want i wonder how it's going to work going forward but do you think it's a smart move to push this back with everything going on I mean, they have to. I mean, I think you and I were talking about it. You're not going to have any movies eligible. I mean, oh, you're, you are, but you're not going to have a, 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 you know what I mean, a wide variety that right. you normally would. Um, I think we kind of all saw that coming. But um, it's a smart move in the aspect of you kind of have to adapt to the times. These are times that are completely strange and completely, you know, we're in uncharted waters. So when you, when you, when you, you know, get the news about the Oscars pushing back a couple months, it just makes sense. Um, I think it's a good move just because, who knows when we're going to be back in the theaters now, you know what I mean? Especially with some spikes in some big uh, big states like Texas and Florida. Um, I think even Pittsburgh, the uh, county in Pittsburgh, uh, uh, is halting uh, bars and stuff like that from opening yeah. now just because of the spikes. So I don't know. It's still, you know what I mean? We're still in uncharted waters. So smart move, though, I think, for uh, pushing back the uh, Oscars. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like I'm a little sad, though, because Netflix put out The Five Bloods this past past like a couple mo- couple weeks which I still need to see and Daryl Orlando's incredible in it so I, I really hope the buzz for him keeps going until that long I just, yeah. it's a long time to keep it up if, oh, it's huge you figure it's almost you know it's damn near almost a year <laughs> yeah I gotta keep that hype going but yeah, I'm optimistic and I hope and I hope he gets it but we'll see and yeah uh, the Oscars will be next uh, next um, what's it called uh, April, April. That's what it is. That's gonna be weird though, man, because I'm so used to February and March as the, uh, you know, the dates for the uh, the Oscars. So it'll be kind of different. 
Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be odd. Uh, next story we're talking about today. Uh, at Asher director James Foley has set the cast for his next movie. Uh, it's gonna be a coming of age story set in 1980s Queens. And has a cast that features, let me not rally his names off for you, see if you recognize a few. Robert De Niro, Anne Hathaway, Kate Blanchett, Oscar Isaac, and Donald Sutherland. Jeez. Yeah. He's got, he's coming to play. Don, Donald Sutherland's super old. Yes, he is. Well, he's got to be almost, hey, he's got to be damn near almost like 90. He's I would born, bet. He was born in 35, so that would make him. That, yeah, that'll make him around like 85, 90. Yeah, he's close, yeah. But regardless, uh, does this cast and this premise excite you? Because I'm not sure how familiar you are with James Foley's work outside of Ad Ash, which you both, which you both watched. Yeah, which, I mean, we both kind of were like, eh. Um, yeah, no, for sure. When you line up a you know, star-studded cast like that, obviously it, it bodes well for your films, you know what I mean? He's Like I said, Ad Astra wasn't the biggest fan of. Maybe need a rewatch on that. But uh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm super curious, like especially like period pieces, like you know, well, not period pieces, but I should say, but like you know, uh, said, you know, previous um, in 1980s Queens. I think it should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and I, I like I like this guy's work. So yeah, I'm definitely down for it. Uh, next piece of news talking about uh, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, I'm sorry, uh, set to play Princess Diana. I'm surprised her estate signed off on this. Just, yeah, I'm. Uh, wow. <laughs> look, not that, not that I don't think Kristen Stewart's Kristen Stewart's a good actress. I, do, I think she's an. I think she's a talented actress. I. But you would think that you would think that like as beloved a figure as she is, they would want someone I don't know British <laughs> to play her. And on top of it, I figured you know, kind of missed the boat on that. I'm not saying that it's it's not. You know what I mean? I figured they would have done this sooner because yeah. you know she died in '97, I believe. Yeah, and um, you know, especially with the hype of the Queen, obviously, kind of still kind of tailors around like the you know uh, the uh, you know with her death and kind of the rumblings, I guess, in the the monarchy after that. But right. I figured that that was the time to kind of like you know what I mean put that kind of stuff out, and especially when she's not even a British act you know an actress. That's kind of that's really crazy. I'm not, I'm not crazy. Princess Diana was British. <laughs> I'm not making that you up. Are. There. Yeah, you're. No, you're good. Okay, yeah, no, that's right. She because, is. She because, is because uh, is, yeah. because Meghan Markle was the first American to marry in the family, which is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had me second guessing it. <laughs> it, 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 it just makes so little sense. That <laughs> it does. I'm, I, it I'm makes so little myself. sense that you wanted Kirsten Dunst to play it. <laughs> I'm confusing my I'm confusing myself with what they're doing up in, Kristen, up in this movie. Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah, I know. Kirsten. Stupid, stupid Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh, man. I, gu- I guess uh, we're gonna get Queen Kristen Stewart at some point. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird. Yeah, uh, I mean, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, another biopic moving forward. Finally, is Jamie Foxx's, or at least according to him, he says Ty- his Tyson biopic is moving forward. Yeah, in case you didn't know, there was gonna be a movie in which Jamie Foxx was going to play Mike Tyson. Uh, this is another movie that might have missed the boats. Not that I don't think Jamie Foxx yeah. is a good actor, but like he's how old is he? He's like in his fifties. He's old. He's gonna be. He's gotta be in his fifties. Yeah. Yeah, and if you, if you really want to get like into Tyson's like really, like the really like grit like nitty gritty stuff of his life, 
Kind of just, need get to go Tyson. <laughs> just get Mike Tyson. Sure, get, get just Mike get Tyson. Tyson, man. Uh, but yeah, to get into like the like the nitty the nitty gritty stuff of his life, he had to go younger because like his his like knock you out when two punches days was what his what his twenties. Yeah, he was like yeah, it was in his, in the eighties, yeah, and he was definitely a lot younger. So I don't know how they're gonna do that. The Iron Mike era. Yeah. Now I'm not sure if Scorsese is still attached, but I mean, if he is, and we know de aging is a thing. Yeah, but I mean, it does bother you though. I remember watching The Irishman bothered by some of it. You know what I mean? Just so, depends. Some of it's not great. No, some of it is really not good. But on the whole, I think it's it's, it's pretty good. That's I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love Mike Tyson, so definitely a, a big fan. I uh, would love to see it. So, and a callback in Booty Call, he did a uh, impression of Mike Tyson. That is true. In the movie. He did. A little little callback. Oh, wow. it's kind of like when uh, Sam referenced Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 2, and now he's doing Doctor Strange 2. Because I remember he was having sex with, what, Vivica A. Fox, I think, was in Booty Call. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm you're thinking. right. And he made, he was he was making, like, different, like, impressions and stuff, and I think, um, yeah, Mike Tyson came out. I just, it's, it's just something stupid that'll never, ever probably, you know what I mean, it, it'll serve you zero purpose in life, but just something I kind of remembered, so there you have it. Uh, but yeah, so um, this is yeah. Uh, hopefully, this movie actually happens, and looking forward to it if it does. Uh, n- next one we're talking about is uh, ooh, a good uh, a good Caleb Coho story for right now. Uh, in addition oh boy. to let me make this clear. In oh, addition yeah. to the other reboot that may or may not have Karen Gillan in it, uh, Disney is doing another <laughs> pirates movie. This one headlined by Margot oh, Robbie man. and written by Birds of Prey writer Christina Hodson, which I think is a mistake. <laughs> not, not, not. They don't the, want to leave each other's side, apparently. They do. She's they like, wanna... she is firmly hitched her wagon to Margot Robbie. <laughs> she, she is like, you are not leaving me. <laughs> we'll do, we're gonna like, conquer Hollywood together, girl. <laughs> you're, either, you're either going, you're either going to conquer Hollywood with me or with nobody. Goddamn it. Yeah. She's like, she's like, please, I need this. <laughs> please, you have no idea how hard it is out here. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm sure Christina Hudson's a lovely, a lovely person, and you know, I don't, think yeah. she, I don't think she's a terrible writer. I just don't think she's that great. I mean, I think that the, I the biggest problem with both her movies, both movies that she's written that I've seen, I've seen not, not both, I've seen, I've seen all four movies she's written that Shut In, Unforgettable, which are both terrible, but at least like the last Unforgettable is awful. That's the one with what Catherine, Catherine Heigl. Heigl. Oh man, that movie's bad. Yeah, she yeah she was a writer. <laughs> she was a writer on that one. Oh and, boy. I mean, I I think Bumblebee and Birds of Prey were like good to decent, but I think her yeah. I don't think her scripts were the strong points of that movie. In fact, I think they were the, one of the bigger problems. But you know, good for a yeah. female, good for a female writer getting work. And yeah, I guess Margot Robbie is entering the Disney family as a pirate, which is weird. <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? Is she? <laughs> is she? Could she be? Yeah, I mean, she's a big actress and she's a big name now. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I just, yeah, kind of how you and I are on the fence, of obviously, with the, you know, attaching her to it. I mean, uh, I mean it's. Yeah, I don't. Ugh. Disney's like, they, they, they made it clear that they don't know what they want to do with this franchise yet. No, they're completely lost. And but the thing is, like, kind of you and I said, like, just make another one with Johnny Depp. Let's like kind of like wrap it up, like, because we have, you know, obviously, if you guys listen to our Pirates of the Caribbean series, you know, they leave it to where you could do another film. I don't know. 
yeah, it's you do not know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this franchise, but um, could be, could be, could be good. I mean, yeah, sure. I don't think Margot Robbie was actually no, actually, no, never, never mind. I can't say that, but I, I think she has a vision. Either that or it's like, hey, uh, uh, Christina Hudson called her like, hey, uh, your girl needs some work. Can you uh, give any any major franchise call? Anyone? I don't care which one. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Pirates? Sure. Great. Sure. Sure. Done. <laughs> Sold. Now, uh, couple go- <laughs> getting to our last two movies, our last two pieces of news. First of which is uh, <laughs> it keeps happening again, Russell. The Titanic's going down. I'm <laughs> telling you, he, he's so, he has is pushed pissed. He again. Be pissed. He has to be pissed. Like so pissed. Oh, July's my month. How dare you, COVID? Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> but yeah, Tenant has been pushed again. This time to August 12th, due to uh, increases. That's gonna get pushed back again. Get, due to increases in COVID-19 cases because people can't yeah. wear goddamn masks when they leave the house. It's crazy. <sighs> yeah, so nuts. But uh, <laughs> it keeps happening, and this isn't this isn't one where I want it to go straight to VOD. Just because I feel like this is one that look, say it to a about no one's movies. They're made to be seen in theaters. Good or bad, you have to, I mean, to be seen the, the sound, yeah, for sure. Especially with one like this, where it's like so. I don't know what's the word here. Inventive, listen a little more inspired yeah. than your average, the average blockbuster. Like we're not, we're not in Scoob territory here. Okay, this this is serious <laughs> business. Yeah, this is in Trolls World Tour. Relax, right? Trolls <laughs> World Tour. They could, they could have put fucking Dunkirk on VOD. I'd have been alright with that. What a what a what a waste of time. And I was so disappointed walking out of that movie. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. So, so, so again, we'll review. Oh, I, oh, this was, was this did a few more ones I forgot, but we'll get to it. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll see how we'll see if uh, Tenant actually does end up coming out. It's gonna get pushed back again. I just oh, I kind of have a feeling, especially if the spikes are already happening in Florida and Texas, and kind of like what I said, even with like bar settings and stuff like that near the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I think we're going to get a, a second wave here because, you know, people couldn't be patient and wait this stuff out. They have to, yep. yeah, anyway. They got to they yeah, go and, and, fuck, and fuck with it. They got to get that one masks and be idiots. And this is you what know, happens to I everybody. mean, yeah, it's just, it's stupid. Uh, regardless. Uh, either way, uh, next piece you're talking about, this is, <laughs> this is, this is another good one. Uh, there is a live action magic school bus in development based on this classic <laughs> I saw this. books and cartoon and Elizabeth Jeez Banks Lord. will play Miss Frizzle. My question is, how do you have a live, how do you have a magic school bus movie? Like, I get it, I get it work as a show and it works perfectly with the show, but an entire movie? Oh my God. Elizabeth Banks is struggling. Oh my god! However, I will say I think Elizabeth Banks is a great choice to play Miss Frizzle in live action. Perfect, perfect. But do, I mean, do we really need a live action? If they did like an animated one, that'd be perfect. Well, they, are, uh, they, they already shouldn't. they already yeah. did do an animated reboot for Netflix. But they, oh, they already did. They did, and uh, Kate McKinnon uh, was uh, the teacher. Not a surprise. She, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, and I don't even know about that. That shows you how. Yeah, up to date on Magic School Bus, I am. Well, also up to date. Also shows you how poorly Netflix markets everything they do. Do you know who voice? Oh, are they? It's it's released, but you don't. Oh yeah, it's released, but you never hear don't about do it. Do anything about it? They never promote it. Yeah, it's released, but then yeah, you have to scroll through eight thousand movies. Oh, there it is. By the way, do you know who voiced Miss Frizzle in the original? No. Lily Tomlin. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. 
That's yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so for all you Magic Lily School Bus Tomlin. fans, which I, w- I wonder how much pull Magic School Bus has with like the younger generation now. Cause, like, Shit. I. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that was like before I, even I my to, time. That was like your yeah, time. Yeah. I used it? to work at. It was, but I never watched it. That's the thing. I, I actually was when I was working in schools. Um, as a, like, kind of like a, a, I worked as a therapeutic staff. So basically what I did worked with like uh, a client that had like, you know, like ADHD or like some kind of behavioral disorder. So I kind of like would shadow him to make sure he, you know, didn't act up in class and stuff like that. And they used to watch magic school bus. That's kind of how I got just, just watching that. I, cause we would watch it all the time and I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's my, that's my knowledge of magic. Yeah. Magic school bus is because of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> We have a few non non related stories, real quick. First of which is uh, fan petitions. I guess they work now. They're two for two, <laughs> as uh, Disney has yeah. announced that they are officially going to redo Splash Mountain. It is no longer going to be a Song of the South theme ride, and now will be themed for the princess and the frog. Uh, which is, the re- the reaction has been pretty split. Some people think this yeah, is, I mean it's yeah. This building the news is great. Other people are just like, why are you messing with why are you messing with the ride? Now I will say, from a business take take the fan petitions out, take it out of it. I think from a business standpoint, this is actually kinda, it's a pretty smart move just because yeah. what's the theme you of the ride have now? To, yeah. what's, what's the theme of the ride now? It's a movie. It's a movie that Disney just refuses to ever release ever again. Uh, yeah, so you're co- not. Yes, yeah, so you're really not. You know what I mean? You're not hurting yourself because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. It's not. You're not it's, or it's or not I should say you're anything. not benefiting yourself by keeping it out there. I should say. Yeah, people aren't flocking to that ride because it's a Song of the South yeah. theme ride. They're flocking yeah. to it because it's a it's a fun like log ride. However, you give it something a little more brand recognition, such as the Prince and the Frog, yeah. which is a little more recent. I think it's it's kind of finding an audience now because it, it didn't do particularly well in theaters. But I think it's kind of finding. I, never, an audience I still never now. saw it. Oh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a great film. It's, it's honestly it deserves more it's love. A, it, it deserves more love than it gets. It's, it's a great yeah. film. Well, plus it's well, plus it's you know it's it's monumental just because of you know Black Princess too. So that's that's another smart you know uh, move I think too. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Uh, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it is it changed that right, and I think that yeah, having a tie-in with a more recent, more relevant film, I think yeah. will bring more eyes to the ride, bring more eyes to the movie. I think it's a better business move on Disney's part to do this. I mean, it makes sense, especially because that deals like Southern, because that's like what Louisiana, Louisiana. That's, that's still Southern, it's, and it's going to be relatively close yeah. to the new to the yeah. New Orleans area. So yeah, so makes sense. I mean, like I said, it makes sense. And and like kind of how I said it, it does get more eyes on that on that film because like I said, I just one of the ones where I was already older, you know what I mean? Because that came out what two thousand and what was nine. it eleven? Nine. Oh nine. Okay, yeah. See, so I was already. Jeez, I was like what twenty? I was in my late twenties, so it was one of those ones where I just kind of, <clears throat> I just didn't, I just didn't get around to watching. Right. Uh, so yeah, there's the, so yeah, uh, there's that. To all people who wanted this ride to change, there you go. Those people who are pissed, sorry, that's how, that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I can't see like people getting super. I mean, I, I, there's always you know they are always you know the sides that argue you know either or. I mean, to me, this is just a. I mean, I don't know. People get so invested in it, you but, know. But, I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, I get it. Splash Mountain's like an iconic ride at Disneyland, but 
you could do a whole lot more with that right now, I mean, yeah. especially with this kind of new theming. Think what you can do with like, you know, the character, the animatronics, the the vo- the voodoo style. I think you could do. I think you, you could do a yeah. lot with this concept, and I'm really excited to see it when yeah. it finally opens. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, speaking of uh, black uh, black stories, uh, I lied. I lied about one. This, this is another one we have. Uh, Will Smith and Anton Fuqua are teaming up for a slave. I think it's like a revenge thriller called Emancipation, in which Will Smith will play a slave that I think just rebels against against like slave owners. Which I've seen a lot of reactions. Okay. One of which is one reaction I saw is like we don't need any more slave movies, which is odd considering there's only been like three major ones in the last 10 years yeah there's not it's not like yeah they're not like it's not like there's one every year they don't come out very frequently no and plus we have like black positive positivity movies so and it's like a major part of history so what like so why ignore it is is what i'm saying yeah i mean it's the same thing with you know like i mean i'm I'm not going to compare the obviously different situations but even the same thing like that like the holocaust you know what i mean you can't kind of and with like uh, Schindler's List, you know what I mean? Probably you don't, you don't have to we, see we, hard, you don't see any other movies about the. We shouldn't just close our eyes and pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah, and, I, and I will admit this, this: the premise doesn't. The premise, I think, is okay. What excites me about this is the team up of Will Smith and Anton Fuqua. Like he's an actor I really yeah. like, and a director I'm like a really big, a really big fan of. And yeah, he's a good. He's a good director. And yeah, Smith. Yeah. Mark the second time that he works with a black director because he does, he's with uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green on uh, the King Richard movie, and now he's working with huh. with this guy. So yeah, uh, Will Smith's really trying to diversify his holdings. And I think yeah, there's a in, in terms of black directors in Hollywood, there's a few you could work with that would uh, that would really excite me. Like 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 Spike Lee would be one I'd be excited to work. Coogler, I'd be excited to see him work with. Coogler, I mean yeah, Coogler. And yeah, obviously Anton Fuqua. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is a combination that really excites me. Um, the, the movie, I mean, sure, but I, the combination of Fuqua and Smith excites me, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Uh, this is the, this is another off the cuff story because it just broke today. It's a sports story <laughs> that we have to talk uh-huh. about. Uh, oh yeah, no, the, pa- yeah, the Patriots have just yep. had a major signing, a one year deal for one Mr. Cameron Newton. I don't know if Cameron's his first name, but Cam Newton has <laughs> just signed with the Patriots. Yeah. To which everyone just said, "Why?" <laughs> but it wasn't a surprise. I actually kind of called this back when Brady went to Tampa Bay. I said they're going to probably end up getting Newton. I said it makes sense because he's, I mean, he's older. Um, and, and on top of it, though, he's he's struggled his last couple of years. You know, in, I mean, in he's, Carolina, he's old, but at the same time, he's like so anti what that team has been for the last like twenty years. But so was Randy Moss, and look what happened. So I mean, you, you can sit there and say no, Randy Moss, look at Randy Moss, Randy Moss fit perfectly in, in that scheme. No, but look at Randy Moss in Oakland. Oh, in like, Oakland, just like I'm a, sorry. He, he right. was a troublemaker. That's what I'm saying. Like when he came out from Oakland is when they got him to New England and he completely changed his he completely changed his whole entire tune, you know what I mean? So I think this is a smart move. Um they need a quarterback obviously and I think they're doing a one year deal type thing to see <laughs> you, hey, you don't, you know, you don't say gonna... you don't say they need a quarterback. Well obviously and then a huge shoes to fill. Obviously you can't do that. But I think this is smart enough to say, hey, we're gonna invest a year, see how it goes. And if not, you know, and, and we tank the season, we get Trevor Lawrence or somebody to come out of the draft. You know what I mean? So I, to me, it's a it's a it's a win win for these we guys. Back, we back up the dump truck and get and get back to the dump truck full of money and call Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, 
Which yeah, I'm surprised nobody has. Uh, yeah, there's nobody trying to make moves for you. It's kind of crazy. Well, he's especially especially now. He'd probably kind of be good for your brand now. Yeah, because I mean, I you know, obviously you know I'm, I'm a huge Niners fan, so right. I always you know I, to me it was one of those things where I was never bothered by it. I never set my Kaepernick jersey on fire, <laughs> but like these like other you, sir, people went un-amer- crazy. You sir, un American then. Yeah, I why well, it's a that's a relic now, man. You can't. Um, that's worth no. That's worth something now. <laughs> Seriously, man, I could sell that and make tons of money off of it. But no, um, you know I get you know what he was what he was doing. Um, and I just, you know, I, I kind of let him do his thing. You know what I mean? I didn't take too much offense to it. Like all the, you know, you get some of these radicals that really took super offense to it. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, he, he was, you know, he had some great years in San Francisco and a lot of memorable, like, I really thought Alex Smith got the wrong end of the deal though, just because of the fact that like he had gotten a concussion, I think in, in that season when Kaepernick took over and then right. Jim Harbaugh went with the hot hand. I mean, Kaepernick was doing, you know, things that were, not you know done before in the quarterback position, so you kind of had to ride the hot hand. But yeah, it is kind of mind blowing that he hasn't um, hasn't like nobody's made a pursue kind of how you said, especially with all this you know coming back to where he you know he looks like a good person. You know what I mean? Like he looks you know they the, the NFL kind of looks like like a joke because of it. You know what I mean? They have to backtrack on the things that they said about him. You know? Yeah, but. Regardless, yeah, uh, New England, you have your new superstar, question mark, Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and that's the thing. You never know what you're going to get with him. So if, if if you can put – I mean, especially that division, though, if you can go six – I mean, that's an easy – it should be easy to go six now in that division. Um, there's, there's six wins right yeah. there. So I don't know. Uh, well, either way. And last story we're talking about today, because this is the big one. This is the huge one that everyone was talking about this week. And that is that Michael Keaton is in talks to return as Batman for the Flashpoint movie. News I'm so excited about. (laughs) I don't care how little sense it makes. Nope. As soon as I saw Keaton come back as Batman, I'm like, yes, sign me up. So in case you don't know, uh, Flashpoint was a story story arc where, uh, where Flash goes back in time, stops the stops his mom from being killed. Which and then just messes a bunch of things up. Like he's not the Flash anymore. Instead of uh, again, I don't know how a lot of this works, but uh, <laughs> the Amazonians and Atlanteans are going to war. Superman crashed to Earth and just like was just like kept in like a, a room with no sunlight for his entire life. Uh, instead of instead of Bruce Wayne getting shot, no, I'm sorry. Instead of Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot, Bruce Wayne got shot. Thomas Wayne became Batman. Martha Wayne became the Joker. It's a whole, it's a whole lot of things that that, are all, that the DC says are all Flash's fault because that's how things work. Um, I don't know how the Burton verse make plays into this because because that's so great. Though. Hat, 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 hat is going hat is going back in time. Bring him back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Who knows? I'm not sure this is a poor you know role, the, a cameo. It's Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton. So who cares? Yeah. The pride of Pittsburgh, man. Is he from Pittsburgh? He's from the Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Oh no, oh, no joking, no kidding. I didn't know that, but see, look how look look at how, look at how our show ties everything in together. <laughs> yeah, we got so this, man. <laughs> we, got, <laughs> we 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 could do this. Absolutely. But yeah, so obviously you're excited to see him back. Now, would you want to see him come back in like a, a different capacity, like a, like a live action like continuation of the Burton films? 
I wouldn't mind. Like I said, I love 89 Batman. I really do. Um, that's still one I can go back to a lot and watch. And I still like, I know a lot of people, it's super divisive because yes, at his age, but I grew up watching that. So, you know what I mean? You're kind of more inclined to support and kind of stick up for the movies that you grew up with. You know what I mean? Um, Batman, you know, Batman Returns, however, I just, I never, uh, I've probably only seen that once or twice. I need a rewatch on that, but, um, I love Keaton as Batman. So I'm totally, I don't care what, just get him in there. Make it work. I think it'll be great. I think a lot of people, especially like like kind of my age, I kind of grew up. Not saying you know you. I mean, obviously you still love Michael Keaton, right. but you know what I'm saying. Like I think a lot of people like my age, I think would totally uh, support that. So lot, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm super excited about that. When I heard something a lot of people have been calling for for there, there was a series on uh, there was a series that ran on I think it was like WB Kids or it was Cartoon Network. It ran in the early 2000s. It was called Batman Beyond. And in that yeah. one, it was it was the same con- the same continuity as Batman the Animated Series, except Bruce Wayne got older, mm-hmm. he stopped being Batman, and then he mentored this younger guy to be a Batman, Terry McGinnis. It's a little little kind of an Ant Man situation, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, people are calling for like a live action version of that movie where he plays the old Bruce Wayne, which I think could be cool. And I think given the fact that people now understand that separate universes are a thing. I mean, especially yeah. I mean, like, look. I mean, look at what we've look at. I mean, look at the movies that we've we have out now. You know, what I mean, they're like with the MCU what they're known to do, and so. Spider Verse and I think DC. People, I think people understand yeah. it, that there are different continuities. So you could totally you could totally do it, and I'd be down to see it. I would. I would Absolutely. I hope you let Billy D. Williams finally play Two Face in live action. I'd be down to see that. If not, if not, uh, reboot of the the Phantom. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Zane, Billy Zane, not Billy D. I was thinking Billy Zane, not Billy D. Williams. My bad. I guess, no, re- re- reboot uh, the, fan, yeah, reboot the Phantom Williams, too. Absolutely, reboot the Phantom too. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. The Phantom was Phantom's a guilty pleasure, man. I, I like the Phantom back in the day. It's cheesy as hell, but I, I that was like I that. Watched that it. was big one, that in the shadow. I want, yeah, that was when like they were making like not the right movies out of comic strips, like the fa- the Phantom, yeah. the Shadow, <laughs> Dick Tracy. Yeah, it's like ooh, yeah. Uh, obviously, I think Dick Tracy is probably the better of all of them, but yeah. Is it? Dick Tracy's not very good. Really? I It's been a while since I've seen it. I always remember like Dick Tracy more because I used to, I had the figures too, and I love the animated. They did an animated series I liked a lot. I've not seen the animated show, but we'll, 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 talk, we'll review Dick Tracy when we do review Dick Tracy. For right now, we have Jaws <laughs> the Revenge. Do we have maybe Dick Tracy actually wouldn't be as bad <laughs> <laughs> compared to this? I'm sure I'd rather watch Dick Tracy. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, our theme this week was unnecessary sequels, and so and you gave us the unnecessary sequel to the unnecessary sequel to the unnecessary sequel. But uh, you didn't want to give us this because you guys were bouncing back and forth like the, a tennis match. And Cat with that and Caddyshack too. For a while, oh, Blue Brother two, for a while, Blue Brother two thousand really big. We almost had PJ Campbell come back and defend that movie. And then all of a sudden it was like, I, I'd message you. I'm like, oh, uh, Caddyshack too. You're like, nope, we're tied. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it happens, and that's, that's the way this goes. So uh, you know, real quick, talk about the first Jaws. I adore the first Jaws. I think it is absolutely. one of the best movies ever made. I think it's classic. Oh, absolute classic. It's perfect. It's the reason to launch mm-hmm. Spielberg's career. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, absolutely iconic movie. Jaws two. Then <laughs> Jaws two came out. Yeah. Uh, not, not awful. It's okay. Jaws two is okay. Bearable. Bearable. Yeah. It's like a B movie version of Jaws. Yeah. Jaws, yeah. 
Josh 3D, on the other hand, this is where it's this is where they started to push it. Wheels were coming off the bus here. Yeah, uh, they tried to. This is when this is when that movement in the '80s when they tried to make 3D happen, and they didn't know how to do it. Yeah, like I.e. This, this and oh, what Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the 13th, 3D. Yeah, those are the two high-profile 3D movies. There's like, okay, you know, we're gonna stop trying 3D. Uh, yeah, that movie was real. That movie was real bad. It didn't kill the franchise. Yeah, we had to go one more, and here we are, Jaws: The Revenge. <laughs> this one killed the franchise. <laughs> this one killed the franchise, and when you watch it now, you can understand why. Jaws three wounded it. This one killed it. <laughs> yeah, Jaws, Jaws three shot it. Jaws three shot it. Shot the franchise in the stomach. This one came along, <laughs> shot it in the head, and now it's over. Yes. Yes. And seeing this, you can see why. So, yeah, we're not going to waste any more time. We're, this is Jaws the Revenge. Uh, oh, uh, right, off, right off the bat, the title, Jaws the Revenge. It means this, the shark Should be took, the title. Yeah. took two movies to get a plan together. It's, our, it's already a problem given what we see later in the movie. First of all, we get the same slow pan point of view of the shark. Only this time it makes absolutely no sense because it's when it's when you get to when you get to the title of the movie, like it comes out like like the point of view of the shark, right? Only then you're like rising out of the water, so it's like you're in the point of view of the fin. Like yeah, and like kind of how we were joking around about the commentary. Like what's that? Like nothing adds up right off the bat. No, and like kind of how I was joking around in the commentary, kind of remind you of like a uh, Friday the Thirteenth type thing because it just it's it, it kind of had that same type feel to it. It's just it's so oh so so bad. Yeah, from from the jump you can tell these these filmmakers they don't care about you. Go, no, go they to, do not. Going to the next, going to the next. They don't care about your intelligence. Like going yes. to the next shot, we go to the Brody house. Something we didn't notice in the commentary that I saw when I watched it again, like when Ellen's hands like getting done with the fish, and she's going to the fridge. They speed up that footage. Yeah. You know what? I, I did notice that when we were watching it. I didn't say I didn't point it out, but I totally did notice it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see him like what, what the hell? Did it's like she's like like she's like she walking with like quicker or what? Did, I, yeah, I guess they decided that the shot of her reaching the fr- for the fridge wasn't exciting enough, so they had to speed up the footage. <laughs> I totally saw that. I thought something was wrong. I thought my. Uh, my phone, because I told you I downloaded it, I thought maybe it like it lagged or something happened to it. You know what I mean? How sometimes it does that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, oh, wow, that's uh, funny. Yeah. So going to the movie, uh, we now we meet our appetizers of the film. Uh, Alan Brody once again played by Lorraine Gray, and Sean Brody, Martin Brody's younger son. Uh, now you might be thinking, where is Martin Brody in all of this? <laughs> Don't well, worry, the legend. He's in there. He's there in spirit. Don't worry. In spirit, yeah. Uh, we see that, you know, Martin. J- what was his name? Roy Scheider was smart to pass on three. He was even smarter to pass on this. So what did they do, like, Martin Brody? Picture up. Yeah. The, <laughs> the most you get of Martin Brody's movie is a picture. <laughs> and dude, it's they so transfix on that too. They they hang like yeah we talked about it. they hang on that photo yeah. for what feels like forever. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm they think I guess they think if holding on that photo was long enough, like well, if they hold the photo long enough, it'll count as him making an appearance. Yeah, seriously, it's like remember this guy. Yeah, uh, not to mention they have the audacity. They have the audacity to make us a Christmas movie. 
man. Yeah, the anyways, nerve. <clears throat> yeah, so anyways, uh, Sean, who's now part of the police force, even though he looks like he's like 18 years old. Seriously, you got anything yeah, to do? Literally, literally just graduated high school. Yeah, uh, he gets called. He gets called that he has to go like remove some wood that's like stuck on, stuck on something. Of course, he has to do this on a boat in the middle of the night. It's a big, it's a big deal. I mean, come on, it's a big deal. I mean, it's totally, it's a, it's totally, a huge deal here. It's totally messing up the feng shui of our town. Yes, nothing ever happens fun here. So he has to try to you know keep peace with this. Yeah. So uh, right from that, you're just like, okay, when's when's he gonna get? When's he gonna get it? Uh, he's going on the he's going on the boat. He goes in to reach to grab this log. You see that shark point of view again. And yeah, within two minutes, the shark pops up and just takes a bite out of him. We, at least, you, well, first of all, let's just say there's blood already in the water before he even attacks. Yeah, so they're a little premature on that. Yeah, so he goes to the end of the boat, but oh no, carolers are singing too loud, so nobody can hear him cry for help. Which, well, I mean, what are the odds? But not to mention, like, he's not even, like, we talked about it, he's not even acting like he's, like, that hurt. Yeah, it's like, dude, a shark took your, like, arm. Like, you would be screaming frantically. You'd be screaming bloody murder if that happens. Absolutely. Literally. Unintended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he then goes to the end of the boat. The shark comes up again, bites him, and takes him under. At least we think. We say we think because this scene is so poorly shot and so poorly edited that it's hard to make out what's even happening. Yeah, it's like so. It's like, like literally like a blur. Like best way you can describe the shot, like it's like it's like imagine if you, if the cinematographer gave Tom Brady the camera, and he's like, "Hey, Tom, throw this at the boat." It's like, okay, he did it, <laughs> and then you just see like see like the random spinning shots through all. Of it. That's what this feels like. <laughs> it's almost like the end of the Blair Witch Project with the camera <laughs> camera fall. Actually, more concise. It's more clear. Oh yeah, yeah. You could tell. You could tell what happened there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that leaves Ellen to look over, to look over the remains of Sean, and it means Michael Brody, played by Lance Gross of uh, Starship, um, Last Starfighter fame, not Starship Troopers. Uh, he he comes back into town. He is a get this, a marine biologist. What? Because why would anyone in the Brody family get a job where they're constantly surrounded by water? What? What are the odds? Uh, but anyways, uh, he he gets back in town. But I love the reaction. We're just like with that one one woman. We never found out who it is. Yeah. So like, how 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 is she doing? And it's like, oh, jumping over, jumping on rainbows, singing show tunes. How do you think she's doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, he goes out, and then we meet his daughter. Who's moving neglects constantly? <laughs> oh my god! Chance and I totally make fun of it. It's it's it's, it's funny. It's super funny just to to pay attention to it. Yeah, she's like Uncle Sean is dead. You, this, this girl is not a good actress. This this, this director. No. I don't blame her because this director ca- clearly cannot direct kids. <laughs> Uncle Uncle can't Sean is can't can't direct adults. <laughs> can't, that's true. Can't direct adults either. <laughs> He can barely direct oh, animatronic God. sharks. Guy's lucky enough to get out of bed, all right? What do you want? <laughs> uh, but he, but yeah, the girl's like, Uncle Sean is dead, you know. Is he coming back? I don't know. If you can blow, if you can blow up a shark three times, I guess, I guess like Uncle Sean maybe has a shot. Who knows? <laughs> and this is where the movie gets stupid. Because this is the, the movie is like, it's sad. Like, it's really sad. 
It is. It's super painful to watch. Luckily, we got to suffer through it together, which actually went by rather quickly because we were totally just like jabbing on it. It yeah. was it was funny it, to uh, this, watch it together. This is one of the funniest parts of the film because <laughs> so we get yeah. to the actual plot of the, the signature event where the yeah. show, the show Ellen's like it came for him. It waited all this time, and it came for him. Waited all this time. Yeah, like what? You have a calendar down under the water, and just was checking off the days here. I can't wait to get my revenge. Also, also, what was he doing? What was he doing all this time? <laughs> He's just sleeping. Is he like a hibernating like a bear? I don't know. Yeah. So in the next know. scene, Ellen, for I couldn't. I don't know why, doesn't want anyone in her family near the water. So wait, I have an idea. <laughs> oh, well, give us a second. Uh, yeah, it's just like what? Why? It's like sharks don't commit murder. It came for it. She says maybe the dumbest line of the movie. That's saying a lot. Uh, like it came, it came for your brother. It killed your father too. To which she just like, oh, dad died of a heart attack, and gave the most insulting line in this entire film. To which Ellen says, Martin died of fear. Yes, oh. the same guy, who, the same guy who swam around this thing, kicked it, shot it, and blew it up twice. Was fear died was of fear. Yeah, that's that's really insulting. Seriously, to his, to it's, his yeah, character. it's like uh, he pretty sure he didn't convey that in the films. Yeah, also like that. That's one hell of a delayed response. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but yeah, so I guess the fear of the shark killed him. Uh, but not cutting the next day. Uh, Michael's walking with his wife, and just for no reason, he just starts running. Oh like, man! I don't know why. It's almost like the writer didn't know how to finish this scene. Where it's like, Shit, we didn't we didn't write the end of the scene. Um, uh, Lance, run! Like, yeah, then they then they splice in chariots of fire. <laughs> Or splice in uh, what's it called? Yeah. Um, Rocky Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is that that scene has nothing to do with the next one. Like, you, you can cu- you can cut that scene out, and, it, and the movie be no different. Well, there's a lot of scenes you could totally cut. Yeah, and um, uh, cut. Uh, yeah, kind of the next scene is it's a, it's Sean's funeral, and in a really bizarre scene. I know it's saying a lot for this movie. Uh, Ellen starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, oh man. She's, look, she's thinking back to all the good. T- I guess she's thinking back to all the good times they've had together. But like, look at everyone else. She looks like a psychopath. She's like, <laughs> my son is dead. Uh, I'm crying. Oh no, I'm laughing. And uh, keep in mind, uh, Ellen just said that she didn't want to be near. She didn't want anyone in her family near the water anymore. So where does she go on the next in the next scene? On Wait, a boat. On a boat. On a boat. First of all, so you hypocrite. She gets the idea to go with uh, Michael and her and his family for the holidays, and then the scene where they're playing on the boat with with a daughter, and then she starts crying. So just like it's no, like, lady, uh... you got you got the reactions backwards. You're supposed to there's a cry in the funeral and laugh with the little girl. Come on, space. Like it, all, it would almost been it would almost been better if she just like started drinking. You know sure. what I mean? Like just started being like becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> It'd be like you know what? We're just gonna you're just gonna be drunk. 
I mean, we did. So, uh, and, and another yeah, genius move. Again, not surrounded by the not surrounded by the water. Not not even not one surrounded by the water. She decides to go with with uh, Michael and his family to the Bahamas. <sighs> Which newsflash? Surrounded, surrounded by water. <laughs> because if that logic worked for the signs, aliens, surely enough, it'll work here. It's like you guys should be at the fucking desert. <laughs> Let, let's spend Christmas in Texas. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they get to the Bahamas on plane via Michael Caine, who acted aside much, who acted aside much more convincing animatronic than the Muppet Christmas Carol. This is true. Yeah. So uh, they get to the Bahamas, but Lord, but uh, no, sorry, Ellen. Ellen still having she's uneasy because like her, her. <laughs> Uh, her granddaughter's swinging, but it's just like, like d- don't go in the water. But you can clearly see there's no shark in there. It's like it's like two feet deep. Yeah, like we were joking around. It's like literally, it's like it's probably like literally to your shins. It's not that big of a deal. You're gonna be fine. Oh, and Michael's wife makes trash sculptures. Oh man, the worst. No idea what it's supposed to be, and that has no relevance to anything. But here we are. And nobody has, nobody has the heart to tell her. It's not that good. <laughs> And then we get the cheapest form of a scare in a movie could possibly have because the next scene, Ellen's swimming and she is, you know, she's looking around because she's nervous. And then a shark starts eating her. And it's like, oh, wow, this movie's got a little ballsy out of nowhere having Ellen be eaten in under 20 minutes, in under 25 minutes. Yeah. But no, it's just a dream. Yeah, like I said, this is the cheapest form of scares you can possibly do in a movie. Yeah. And it's not the last time either. Oh, no. No. Hold my beer. It'll be coming back. Like we said, uh, Michael has a job. He's a marine biologist. He's following snails, and his his assistant is played remarkably without an apology. Well, from us. From us, not from him, by Mario Van Peebles. New Jack City's own Mario second, Van Peebles. Mario Van, second, yes, the second Mario Van Peebles film that we are talking about. <laughs> yeah, he plays his assistant Jake, and he's got this like really like cartoony bad Jamaican accents. Yeah, it's so bad. Which I, I guess like every time, every time it's just like you can tell the director's like, "Hey, Mario, give it more." Yeah. It's not convincing enough. I feel I feel bad for I feel bad for bad peoples in this movie. Yeah, it's like he should have just she just had him talk normal. Yeah, such a distraction. Uh, we have we have an uncomfortable Christmas scene. We we, we get reminded that we are in fact watching a Jaws movie. <laughs> uh, and then it looks like Ellen's sharky sense is tingling. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Because, well, actually, not not yet, because like she. In the movies, it has weird because like it's like Ellen and the shark have like a psychic connection, which is so yeah, which is like super like she can like she she's like force sensitive with the uh, shark. It's they, really weird. They're a dyad in the force. <laughs> so, so 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 crazy. Yeah, and uh, like I said, Michael Caine in this movie, she has they kind of start to have like a little relationship. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like you know you're watching on Golden Pond. If every now and then it was interrupted by a Jaws movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They uh, go to find the they go to find the plane. They go out to party, and then we get another 
just another another brick in the dumb wall. Yeah. Because in the next scene, we see that, no joke, the shark has followed them from New York. I think I said Maine in our commentary, but Amityville is actually in New York. From New York to the Bahamas. <laughs> holy, the math. Shit, holy shit. How is that possible? How does he keep finding these people? <laughs> uh, seriously, like, how, how does he find these people? And, uh, oh, yeah. And, and we should, and we should mention those, this. The, go ahead. You're ready, for, ready for this one? Yes. And for those wondering, how far is New York to the Bahamas? It's a cool 1,100 miles. 1,100 miles. <laughs> That's dedication, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> and we, we should also mention the shark has never looked faker. Man. Yeah, oh, the shark looks bad. So even if Jaws was, like, averaging... We're going to be generous and say 30 miles a day. It would still take him 36 days to get down there. 36 days. And he's there before, and he's there before New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, no, no they they God. straight up tell you when this movie is taking place because yeah. they're just seeing later. They're yeah. seeing later that after this, it takes place on New Year's. So yeah, Jaws, you get, like, a time portal. So Jaws, yeah, yeah he went to like a wormhole because Jaws somehow swam eleven hundred miles in a matter of a couple days. <laughs> what kind of shark is this? Oh my! Oh my God! Yeah, I so, don't know. Yeah, like I said, the sharks never look faker, and then we're like biting the boat again, blood in the water, even though it hasn't killed anybody. And yeah. you, you could, like, it, the, the looks on their face, they look more annoyed than scared of this shark when it's, when it's biting their yeah. boats. Like, it's, yeah, it's so but it's, it's, it's so bad, man. It's so bad. We'll talk about, obviously, the scene later on when he's like following him in the boat, like the underground boat. It's like, oh my God, it's so bad. Yeah, so uh Mike so yeah, Michael decides to go home. <laughs> Michael decides to go home. Uh and like I said, this is the New Year's scene. This has nothing to do with anything, so why, I don't know why we're showing it. It it's it I, I swear, this movie ha- is it started out as a completely different script. It's like a movie about a family going to reconnect in the Bahamas. Yeah. And it was so bad they're just like, Okay, we gotta attack this to a marketable property. What do we have lying around? <laughs> uh oh, Jaws, sure. We can do this. Come on, I, come on! I want a, I want a sequel to Alien Covenant. Damn it! Yeah, it's it's just them, it's them partying, <laughs> it's them partying, it's hanging out, celebrating New Year's. Uh, it's like, wait a minute! It, it was just Christmas. Like what? Yeah, and the shark's still, and the shark's still out there. So, yeah, and the next scene, rather than rather than saying, "Holy shit, sharks can travel thousands of miles in a few days," solely fueled by grudge. Michael yeah. decides he wants to study this thing. But not even that, though. The shark knows exactly, exactly in the Bahamas where they're at. Exactly? Like, come on. Like, come on. It's like, what are the odds? Come on now. Really? Yeah, so... Oh, not to, me- oh, not to mention, I, I do like the next scene because he, he's going to the wife who's still making her trash sculpture. The Michael and Lance Grant has to deliver the line, uh, I've always wanted to get with the welder. <laughs> Ever since oh, I was a man. boy. Yeah. Yeah, right in the oh, right in the funny. garage too. And again, it seemed to be co- to, could have totally been cut out, and he would and it would make no difference. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they're chumming the waters. The again, incredibly realistic looking shark approaches, 
And, oh, I mean, I I really thought this was like National Geographic footage we were watching. And yeah, we find out that Jaws' plan really doesn't have much focus because he's <laughs> this is this is this is a shark who traveled like hundreds, thousands of miles to eat these people, and then squirrel, he, and then he's distracted. Yeah, distracted by cowhide. <laughs> squirrel. Not squirrel. to mention like when, when like they stick him with a tracker, and then like his fin, like when he goes under, his fin's like bending. It's like uh, like it an elbow. So bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again. So is that how they got the heart rate on them? They they, they tagged them. They, they, they would tagged have them. Tagged them. Okay, that's what I thought. Even though that's not how that's not at all how tags work. <laughs> yeah, because like you, it. yeah, because it would never detect like heart you like yeah heart rate or like whatever or the or their hell yeah. Ellen Ho- crazy. Ellen and Hoagie keep keep to you have a relationship. Doesn't matter. Back to the shark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they lose him because I guess Jaws is fucking Batman. I guess he's so elusive. So elusive. Uh, Ellie continues to work. Uh, Michael's wife continues to work on a trash sculpture. Again, we don't know her name yet, so we're, we're, he's just, he, she is just Michael's wife. Yeah. And She's then we get there. what is sadly the best part of the movie. The only reason that that it is because it's a scene lifted directly from the first Jaws. It's you remember that scene yeah. where Michael and his son are hanging out, and like the son starts imitating what he's doing. Mm-hmm. They flash back. In case you don't, in case you forgot, they flash back to it in this movie when at his funeral. It's Sean, not Michael. I'm sorry, but yeah, they they just do that scene again. One of the only times in the movie where Michael remembers he has a daughter. <laughs> that's the only time. That's the only form of interaction that any of the family members show this poor girl. Just about, this neglected yeah. girl. So neglected. Yeah, and he's just like, I want you to quit that job. Like, no, oh my God, I got to hunt a shark. I forgot to mention, like, there's a scene where like, he's like, where the shark attacks the boat, and he's like, don't tell my mom. Yeah, she would totally ground me. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're an adult. Yeah, so he goes back under to look for Jaws again. Jaws finds him, and, uh, yeah, uh, he attacks him in the underwater submarine thing, whatever it is. He gets out of it right out in the open, and what does Jaws keep doing? He keeps eating the metal on the boat. Yeah, he's not very, uh, not very focused. It's it's a wonder. It, this this shark's probably not even Jaws. Let's let's just call it what it is. He called in a favor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. This is just this is just like a a side henchman or something. He, he it's not Jaws, guys. Yeah, uh, he goes into an abandoned ship, which. Are prevalent in any water in a Jaws movie. It's so fake. It's so bad. Yeah, but <laughs> this scene's funny because Jaws goes and follows him in the boat. And I gotta tell you, he doesn't look as scary when he's trying to squeeze through a tiny hole like a like a big. Do- it's like it's like watching Tyler Maine try to squeeze through a tiny door. It doesn't look nearly as threatening. Yeah, it'd be like. Tyler Mayne dressed up as Michael Myers trying to get into the Alice in Wonderland door. Basically, that's what like, this is. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, he busts through a wall like the Kool-Aid, like the Kool-Aid man. Hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, Michael, Michael, gets, uh, Michael gets out of the water. Good luck. So, 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 saying, so saying that tomorrow, I make that joke, but that's exactly what he does. He goes back out there to look for this thing. Only now, oh, he can't find it. Yeah, he can't, yeah he can't find it. Why? 
because rather than looking for him, he goes to this ceremony on the beach where the wife is getting some bullshit award for her trash sculpture, which still looks terrible, by the way. Which she would not be getting an award for that shit. Just yeah. saying. Uh, and the daughter goes on on a banana boat for a ride. <laughs> and this is where Jaws is attacking. Which, again, I don't understand Jaws' plan here because you, your whole mission is to eat a Brody and there's one throwing himself at you and who do you attack? This random girl on a <laughs> banana boat. Seriously. Like, and Again, we, we wouldn't be harping so hard on the revenge aspect of this movie if the movie wasn't called Jaws the Revenge. I know. Like, the whole idea, you're seeking revenge. Like, you need to be a... Literally a bloodthirsty machine here, and it's this, like you're this revenge stupid. Should o- this revenge should only have two steps. Find a Brody, eat a Brody. Yeah, it's like the absent-minded shark. <laughs> it's called the absent-minded shark. Yeah, not to mention, like, yeah, he eats this, like, total, like, random chick. We don't even know, we don't even know who this is, but why? What did, she, what did she do to you? How does she factor into your plan? Uh, so yeah, uh, he gets her, he gets her out. Ellen Shark senses continue to tingle, and she decides it's time for her to take on the shark one v one. And this time, it's preposterous. Keep in mind, the, the tagline for this film was "This time it's personal." I don't know. Oh, why, I don't know why. Because <laughs> in Jaws oh, two, they should so say shark. They should say sharks don't hold grudges. <laughs> which this, apparently this one does. This one does. Yeah, this. Dude, this one, this one's pissed. <laughs> yeah, uh, she decides. My- Michael once again neglects. She he again ignores his daughter to go find his mother, to, who took his boat to go find the shark. Which, to keep in mind, there's, there's a couple dumb things in this scene. First of all, Ellen just takes the boat and goes out to find him with no weapons. Like she yeah. has nothing to like. If she fi- like, I don't. Oh, if she finds things, I hate to know what the rest of her plan was because she has nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then uh, Michael and Jake try and go find him in like a dinghy. <laughs> they try to find they try to find their boat in a dinghy. Yeah. Which uh, yeah, it's like uh, what? And not to mention, we just saw him like capsize like ships like two three times bigger than this. Yeah. So you're kind of not in the best place right now. But anyway, uh, they find Hoagie and decide, hey, we're gonna go fly on the plane. We'll find we'll find her like that. And yes, Hoagie is the nickname. Yes. Uh, we find out that his character <laughs> del- delivers laundry. I don't know why that was said, but it was. It's important. Yeah, and so they end up fi- they end up coincidentally finding her. <laughs> what a coincidence! That was yeah, seriously. Else, what, what are the odds? Oh, uh, but guess who's but who's there at the same time? Jaws. What? Uh, My- uh, Michael and Jake jump out, and rather than go for the two people who are already in the water. He decides to attack Michael Caine. Guess he's feeling in the mood for British today. Yeah. He's like, wait, that's Alfred. I'm going to go get Alfred. Not, although, this movie might be worth it for this one line because as soon as the shark jumps at Michael, uh, Michael Caine, he just says, not, ah, uh, not, oh my God. No, he just says, oh shit. Just yeah, like that, too. Probably the best line of the movie. Oh, that, that is easily the best part of the movie. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, it, drags his pl- it drags his plane under, so you think, oh no, Hokey's dead. No. No, he's not, <laughs> because yeah, an aging, like, dude, an aging Michael Caine can outswim a shark, I guess. Dude, like you're watching, you're like, there's signs still deliver. This guy is done. Not to mention, so with, obviously, he can't close it. He can't close the deal. Not to mention, he gets out of the water and he is completely dry, bone dry. <laughs> so no joke. Actually, actually looked up 
into this movie because like some of the behind the story about this movie are fascinating. Uh, it turns out that when he when they started the scene, he actually was wet, but they took so long setting up the next shot that he just dried off naturally. Oh my god! Why don't you just throw like water on? Yeah, him you're, and, like, you're in a you're in a water tank. Just like throw a bucket on. Him. Yeah, just throw like even glass of water on him. Just make it look a little bit believable. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, he's he's he survives, and uh, yeah, we get our science bubble, science bubble, science bubble. Our, our movie device, as some will call it. Uh, I have no idea what he's saying. A bottom line: a blinking a blinking light will make him mad, disorient him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're ten minutes away from this movie being over. Uh, so they try and get this light to blink at him. They put it on a stick. Uh, Jake goes full Captain Ahab, gets on like the the nose of the boat. And just like he's like standing there, oh yeah. And I don't know what happens because it looks like he just kind of like throws himself into the mouth of the shark. But which we were joking around about because he literally didn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know how this happens. <laughs> like and, legit, did not need to do that. And everyone's like, and 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 Michael's like, no, and I was like, no, and then just like, oh my god, sharks. <laughs> And then when it drags him under, like it's to- it's completely a stunt double. It looks nothing like uh, Mario Van Peebles. No, it's so bad. You also gotta love the scream that Michael lets out. We're like, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, but we're we're not done yet. We're not done. No, no. You guys more stupid to throw at you. They they decide to try the same plan again. But this, uh, and they start blinking the light at the shark. So a couple yeah, things in the scene. A couple things added to this to the idiocracy of this scene. First of which, do uh, have this whole thing. Ellen's like flashing back to things. Only thing is she's having flashbacks to events that she was not present for. That's what we were laughing about. It's like, how would she know that that's what happened? She wasn't there. Yeah, like she's just flashing back to the first Jaws. She's flashing back to when Sean died. Both things she was not there to see. So how is, how is she doing this? She's four sides of them, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, sec- secondly, they're blinking the light at the shark, and he starts roaring. Like Godzilla Like roar. Godzilla it roaring. Is, it is awful. Like, sh- sharks don't have vocal cords. <laughs> they don't have it's lungs. Like, you, it's like, why are you making that noise? It's awful. It is so bad. But no, it gets dumber. Because she starts ramming the boat full speed at the shark. She goes, barely touches it, and the shark explodes. And it looks so fake when it explodes. Yeah, say what you love about the other movies. They got bad, but they had reasons for why the shark exploded. He he didn't just spontaneously combust. (laughs) Like, literally, yeah. It's also worth knowing they totally recycle the same shot of the sinking, exploded shark from the first Jaws. Yes. It's also like, why are we afraid of this thing if he can combust so easily? If he can blow up so easily, it's like, ding, <laughs> Yeah. It's also, should be known, this is not how the movie was supposed to end. Like, the way it originally ended, it's, I'm not sure what country got what ending, but... <laughs> Ellen just oh, like what, she what stabs she stabs the shark and starts like bleeding like ah, blood 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 and death, and then it breaks the boat in half like that, 
still not great. Know. And also, like, he's bouncing on his, like, tail fin. Because how else are you staying above the water so long? Uh, oh, my God. It's bad. Yeah, I'm not sure what country's got what ending, but now this is the only one that's available when you buy the movie. Uh, it'd be funny. Like, she stabbed him with a spork. <laughs> yeah, and to make it to, and now it's the most unbelievable thing in this movie, uh, the black guy survived. <laughs> yes, Mario Van Peebles survived being eaten by a shark. With no reason, no explanation. And you know what? I bet he feels better. I bet he feels better after getting eaten by a shark. He is what one would say the MVP of the movie. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you dick! <laughs> hit me, hit me late. <laughs> well, I got it, MVP baby. But yeah, uh, they somehow get back to shore. We never see how because it's supposed to, you need a boat to get back to this place. Yeah, they're just or, back there. Or you need a plane to get back to this place, and their boat sank. So. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ellen and Hoagie fly off, and movie as well as the Jaws franchise mercifully ends. Man, <laughs> this movie is awful. It is bad. Uh, again, though, I don't think we're ever gonna beat Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron's. No, nah, I just don't think. I just don't think we can beat that. Yeah. I, I, is this a bad movie? It's 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 bearable. It's it's bearable to watch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bearable. Funny. It's funny. It's yeah, so it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's, it's terribly yeah. made. But yeah, this it's film not a good film. Yeah, is god awful. And there's a reason we have not seen another Jaws film since this came out. Yes, well, that's gonna do it for us here. Notorious by Chance, uh, Russell. You want to give our plugs before we head out? Yeah, find us on Facebook. Notorious by Chance is our group. Uh, that's where we put up polls. Get you guys to vote on what we, we're gonna review. Um, the last couple of weeks, man, it's been like nail biters with the back and forth, back and forth stuff, but it's fun. Um, yeah, you can also find us a Notorious by Chance YouTube channel. We're going to start that back up. I know we've been stagnant. We keep talking about it. We're going to do it. So find us there, too. Hey, if I'm Twitter, it's going to Chance, what's underscore 91. I'm at my Shmodown match with Paulo Yama. Just dropped it. So it's a good one. You should go check it out. And, uh, yeah, our commentary will be out uh, later this week. Uh, it'll be out later this week. As uh, you, if you want to watch Jaws four along with us and watch us, just have a good old time. That's you check that out. And yeah, we will see you next week where we talk about movies having their twentieth anniversary. So movies of two thousand. It's gonna be an interesting one. Uh, it's gonna Should do it be. for us. That's Russell. I'm Chance, and we will see you next time.